Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, I'm actually currently um, driving across the island again here. And I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, a you know putting together a solar system. And I, I want to put this out there because I think there's a big misbelief out there that um, you have to have like a really big, you know, solar system in order to actually live comfortably off grid. And, and that's really further from the truth. You know, um, what it comes really, what it really comes down to is personal needs. You know, um, I'll give you an example. Let's say we had two identical homes. Um, everything set up, same lights, same refrigerators, same, same everything, everything identical across the board. But my power needs compared to, you know, I'm comparing the two houses here. For example, my power needs, I may use electricity a lot more. I'm compared to the other home, you know, or I may add more power hungry items to my home itself. Now, there is no one size fits all. It it is what comes, it's personal preference and what you can live with and what you cannot live without. That's what it really comes down to. Now, you can get away with a small system. Absolutely. But will you be limited? Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you're okay and you don't need all that extra power because you're not going to be adding a whole lot of extra appliances and stuff like that, um, then yes, you can get away with a a cheaper, smaller solar system. You know, there's no need to spend a ton of money on a big system just to have a big system. You know, the the key is, is that you want to fit the power system that you're thinking about installing or purchasing or building yourself, you want to fit that as as close as possible to the needs that you have. And you want to exceed it a little bit. You know, that way there's a buffer zone. Now, let's say that you don't have enough money to purchase, you know, all this equipment. I I definitely understand, you know, money is an issue. No matter who you are, where you're at, and what you do, money is an issue. And when you go and buy off-grid equipment, you know, inverters, solar charge controllers, wiring, breakers, solar panels, the mounting hardware, you know, all of this stuff, it adds up, right? It adds up to a pretty penny. Now, my thing is this, is that my, my best tip, I guess I could say, is build your system if you can afford it. Build it in a way, even if you can't afford to, you know, implement all the things you want right away, just make sure you purchase the things that allow you to grow in the future, to add on to the future, right? I'll I'll give you an example. Um, Okay, let's talk about um, inverters, okay? And you should be definitely only be using a pure sine wave inverter. If you're using a modified sine wave inverter, you need to get off of that and get onto a pure sine wave inverter, okay? Pure sine wave inverter matches what's basically coming from the grid, so it's a cleaner power. Your appliances will love it better. Your appliances will last longer, um, and they're um, usually a little bit more efficient because obviously um, they're built way better, but they're more expensive. So you know, first thing is first, make sure you're picking up a good pure sine wave inverter. That's number one. But okay, now let's talk about the inverters themselves because they come in different sizes. You can get an inverter that's three thousand watts. You can get an inverter that's 5,000 watts. You can get an inverter that's, you know, 20,000 watts. And so 
uh, my, my thinking process is, you know, buying an inverter. Now, this applies to pretty much every up component that you would be con- thinking about purchasing um, or putting together for your solar system, okay? Same, same theory, same everything here. I'm just using um, inverters as the example. So, if I buy a 3,000-watt pure sine wave inverter, sure, that's going to be a great inverter. But I will be limited to 3,000 watts of load onto that inverter, right? So, at some point in the future, if I decide to expand and have more loads, you know, maybe I want to add another refrigerator or an AC unit or or a dishwasher or whatever it may be, um, you know, you're going to start getting to the top end um, of your inverter, right? So the best solution I can give you is, you know, you don't necessarily have to have 20 or 40 or 50 solar panels, but certain items should definitely be thought of for the long term, right? So like um, your solar charge controller, your inverter and stuff like that, you know, try to get the biggest one you can, you know, the biggest wattage that it can handle. Um, because then that allows you a very long period of time to use a good pure sine wave inverter. And in the future, you have the ability to, ability to add more power-hungry um, components to your home. And your inverter will still be useful, right? Still be good. So that means the money that you spent is, is, is being stretched out because you can now use that little bit um, bigger inverter to power more things. So if you was to buy a 3000 watt inverter and you're saying, t- telling yourself, oh yeah, that's all I need. Okay, well that's great. But if you ever plan on expanding in the future at all by adding anything else that's gonna get close to the 3000 watts of that inverter, you should definitely be purchasing a higher power inverter. That it just gives you a really big buffer to add things in the future because if there's one thing I can guarantee you is that as time goes on, we add more things, you know, more laptops, cell phones, you know, whatever it may be, we're adding more things that need to be charged or lights or whatever. All these things need to be run on the inverter. And so if you limit yourself from the very beginning, what's going to happen is at first you're going to be okay because you're not hitting that threshold yet, right? The top end of that inverter. But when you start adding more and more and more things, you're going to start realizing, hmm, darn, I should have just bought the bigger inverter and I would have been perfectly fine. I don't have to repeat this process again, you know, by purchasing and going through all all of that. And um, that's a big deal. Because if you think about the, the cost that you would be spending on a 3,000-watt inverter compared to, say, a, example, a 5,000-watt inverter, sure, it is a little bit more expensive. But I can promise you that it's still way cheaper than eventually you having to replace your 3,000-watt inverter for a 5,000-watt inverter because at that point, you now had to purchase two inverters, right? You had the original cost from the 3,000-watt inverter, and now you have the new cost of the 5,000 watt inverter, right? So plan ahead. You know, if, if you do your power analysis on your home and you say, okay, well, the most power I'm using is, you know, 3,000 watts. Well, then you should automatically be, be thinking, I need a 5,000 watt or bigger 
inverter so that way I can grow in the future. You know? Uh, it, it's just going to save you a lot of heartache and money and time and just problems down the road. You know? So invest in a good um, pure sine wave um, inverter and oversize it. Like that's the time you, you, you don't want to skimp on money at all. Just definitely oversize it. And you're going to be sitting a lot, lot better than, you know, the scenario of you tapping out or coming to the top end of a smaller inverter just because the cost was smaller to begin with when you first started. I made this mistake myself. This is why I am telling you that you need to plan ahead. When I first started, I, you know, when I first started living off grid, building my off grid home long time ago, many, many years ago. You know, I was trying to do things cheap because I was on a budget. And and I understand most people are on a budget. But I regret doing some of the things that I did when I should have put a little bit more thinking process into my purchasing power at that time. You see what I'm saying? Um, the other mistake I made early on because I wanted to go the cheap route was I kept purchasing Pierce, I mean, um, modified sine wave inverters. And it has only come back and bit me in the butt. Right? So, uh, modified sine wave inverters are cheap. They're cheap for a reason. They will not last as long. Not even close. as they, they, They'll last a quarter. Not even a quarter. Maybe a quarter of the lifespan of a pure sine wave inverter, if that. But not only that, your appliances, your TVs, all the things that we use nowadays um, in this modern age is very sensitive to the um, type of sine wave that's being used to power that device. So it's extremely crucial that you try to make sure you only use a pure sine wave inverter and you you purchase a inverter that is, you know, you have room to grow into it, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's you, you got to be able to have some room to grow into it, guys. I mean, I made those mistakes early on because I was being cheap about things. And when I look back, I spent double or triple or even even more money than that because I kept thinking, you know, I, I just want to buy this because it's cheap and, you know, it just came back and, 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 and really made it a mess for me because with the money and the time and all the effort that I put into it, you know, dealing with all the cheaper components because I was trying to just be cheap about things in my earlier days... I could have easily just bought a really good inverter and it would still be lasting today. <laughs> you know? So that's my biggest tip is, sure, you may not need a whole lot of power. Maybe your home uses a 1,000 watts or not even a 1,000 watts and a 3,000 watt inverter is, is big enough. You know, and that does give you some room. If your power needs are less than a 1,000 watts in your home, then a 3,000 watt might be pretty decent for you. But if you find that or you think in the future that at some point you will be adding more, you know, um, power hungry um, appliances, you know, get the bigger inverter to begin with. And I promise you this this tip you apply to everything, even your solar charge controllers. Okay. Uh, Luckily for me, when I decided to finally purchase an actual legitimate good um, solar charge controller, I I, because I learned my lesson with the inverters. I told myself, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to purchase good stuff, good quality stuff. It's going to cost a little bit more money, but it's going to be 100% worth it. And that was the that was the case with all the um, 
Outback Flexmax 80 solar charge controllers and the Midnight Solar 200 um, charge controllers. They're top quality units. You know, I've never had a problem with them. Um, I think on one of my Outback inverters, not inverters, but um, solar charge controllers, the internet port um, was faulty and I had a warranty on it. I had a five-year warranty on it and I sent it in and they honored it. In fact, they completely replaced and replaced it with a brand new solar charge controller. Outback did this, right? So you're, so I was able to get a brand new unit under warranty and I didn't even have to pay for the shipping to ship it back. So that's a win-win for me because I was able to use that solar charge controller for what, three or four years or whatever it was before I decided to, I actually wanted to use the internet function and that's when I found out there was a problem. Because prior to that, I didn't know there was a problem with the internet connection, the, the plug they had. And so, um, and, it, and it was a rare case. From my understanding, from what they said, that um, out of all the units they sold, there was only a small handful of um, units that had that, that um, plug issue. And so they honored it and they did what they're supposed to do and I got a brand new unit. So, was my money well worth it? 100%. Because when I got that inverter back, it was a brand new one, right? So now it's like starting the clock all over again. All those three or four years I was using the other one is wiped off. I'm starting fresh again. Yes, right? So my investment is going further. <coughs> so yes, you definitely need a good pure sine wave inverter. Size it appropriately or at least size it for the future. Size your system for the future. Same thing with your solar charge controller. There's many brands out there. I'm not saying you have to buy an Outback or a Midnight Solar or any of those. You know, look at your options. Look at reviews from other people and see what's going to work best for you. You know, um, and, and make your decisions based on logic, right? Not the fact of just trying to be cheap and get cheap equipment because you're trying to save money, right? That That's what has to... That's your whole thinking process. That's what it should be. Because I made my mistakes, let me tell you. I'll, here, I'll give you guys an example. Back in my really, really early days, when I first li started living off-grid, when I was switching from living on a generator to living on solar, I didn't even want to spend money on a solar charge controller because my thinking process back then was was very... Because I didn't. I was still educating myself on solar and everything, right? I'm still learning. And I was in my early, early days of this. And my thinking process was this. I don't need a solar charge controller. Just hook the, the solar panels directly to the batteries and they'll charge. And yes, it does work. It will charge your batteries. But the problem is, is that you have to add, you're basically going to end up having to build your own very cheap knockoff version of a solar charge controller. Because a couple of things you're going to find out real quick is you need to be able to stop the charge from going into the batteries once they're fully charged right? So in my earlier days when I didn't have a solar charge controller, I had the panels going directly to the, to the batteries and then I had a little um, voltage controlled solenoid that would um, open and close. So once it hit the, the certain voltage, um, it would click on the solenoid and that solenoid on the other end of that solenoid, the, what, what it was wired to was a um, heater, was a 24 volt heater at the time, but it could run on 12 volt as well. And so I was dumping all that power. So once my battery got charged, I was dumping all the power into the heater, right? 
and that's that was that was getting me by, but it destroyed my batteries, you know, because I, I don't have the proper equipment at that time, and so I definitely learned the hard way, you know, and so since then I have learned a lot, a lot, because I've spent a ton of time educating myself. And obviously, since then, I've had, you know, all kinds of different types of systems. And as it stands right now, I, I'm still waiting for my new system to arrive. Um, it's actually on the barge, on the ocean, um, sailing over here. So I'm waiting for it to arrive. Um, but um, I can say so far, the, the absolute best solar system I've had that has worked like it's supposed to, and I've not had any problems with it, was my last system that I currently sold. And that system um, consisted of um, Tesla batteries, um, Outback Flexmax 80 solar charge controller, and Outback 48-volt double-stacked um, inverters, right? I have never had a problem with that system. It just works. I can throw as much things as I want at it, and it would just work, you know? So to from, from my earlier days to date, that has been my most successful system that I've put in. And when I look at that system, and I, and I look, at, look back at all the other systems that I've put in, because I've had tons of lead-acid batteries. I've gone through tons. Pallets. Pallets of, of lead-acid batteries, guys. I've gone through, oh my God inverters after inverters because you know i was buying cheap stuff that i that i shouldn't have been buying i was wasting my money wasting my time so you know um looking back if i would have just you know sized my system for the future you know on certain components man i would have been way ahead of the game and, and i wouldn't have wasted all that time and money dealing with all that so yeah Buy good stuff, right? You know, even if you even if you buy, you know, maybe say your power needs are only two thousand watts right now, but you go and buy that five thousand watt pure sine wave inverter, you're going to be sitting good because you're 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 future proofed for a long time. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to have, you know, twenty thousand watts of solar panels. You can maybe still have only one, two, or three thousand watts of solar panels, you know, and that's okay. Because as you grow in the future, you're going to add more panels. And the next thing you know, your system is getting bigger. Why? Because you're using more power, right? And so that allows you to grow into these things. If you get a decent solar charge controller, for an example, you can grow into it. You know, a lot of these solar charge controllers can handle 5,000 watts or more, right? The, the decent ones, at least, can handle good, good power, even though you're only going to put maybe at the current time, maybe a thousand watts or 600 watts of power into it, that's okay because eventually you can grow in, grow into it more. You can add more panels and you're still going to be well below the limit of the capacity of that solar charge controller. So you're foolproofing the future of your, your, your home, right? Um, you know, your, your homestead or your cabin or your off-grid home, you know, you're, you're future-proofing it. So... That's literally the best advice I can give you is, is, you know, think logically, think for the future and purchase for the future because that will help you. Like if I, if I had to sit down and, and add up all the money and not only that, all the time and effort that I had to put into these systems prior to me actually saying, Hey, 
you know, actually thinking the right way. Man, I spent so much time and money. Like, a lot, guys. You know? But, I can tell you this. Because of what I had to go through and my learning curves and, you know, my past experience compared to my my current experience where I've now educated myself a lot and I know a lot, oh, a ton more, way more. Um, I, 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 Because I've had those trials and errors earlier on, I know quite a bit more about solar than, you know, maybe the next guy next to me. Just because I've had the chance to um, have these issues and problems and, and I know the pros and cons with, um, you know, all these things. And so when somebody tells me, oh, what about this inverter? You know, they're, you know, it's, a lot of times it's a modified sine wave inverter. I'm like, they're like, oh, well, it's like, like, you know, 5,000 watts though. I said, the 5,000 watts doesn't mean anything. The problem is, is that it's still a modified sine wave inverter. You need to get a pure sine wave inverter. You know, and, and, and my logic behind that is because I've had problems before. Many problems. In fact, a lot of them. In fact, it got to the point in my earlier days that my my modified sine wave inverters were lasting or about a year. They were averaging about a year. Some of them were, were, were stopped working in eight months. And some were working to about a year. And then some were working to about um, maybe a month or two after a year. You know? 13, 14 months max. And then guess what? It's garbage. It is absolute garbage. It's just a paperweight. You know? You can't do nothing with it. You're not going to want to fix it because it's, you know, it's cheap Chinese, you know, um, modified sine wave inverters. It's not going to be worth the time. And I literally had a stack of them at one point. It, It got to the point where I was buying two or three of them as backups. You see? And so... I'm talking from experience when I say this and I, I and I'm trying to save everyone out there the heartache and, and the money and just all the problems and the issues you know take it from me learn from my mistakes guys from my earlier days learn from my mistakes um, but I'm definitely well more um, you know well-rounded on these solar issues now and so when I look back I'm like you know I could have saved a ton of money but also it gave me the opportunity to learn quite a bit about solar and how everything reacts and how things operate and you know just how everything works differently and so yeah I learned a lot (laughs) oh my goodness did I want to learn those mistakes no not really Um, but you know I didn't know any better and especially back then there wasn't a whole lot of information out there nowadays a, a lot you know a lot of you guys are lucky because back then, there wasn't a whole lot of information out there, you know, regarding, you know, the the different types of batteries that are available. Because, in fact, back then, a lot of the batteries wasn't even available that we have now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know? Size your system appropriately. Allow you some room to grow. And I promise you, you're just going to have less headaches. You're going to save so much more money. Man. Yeah, I really wish I didn't have that thinking process back then because it really came back and bit me, you know. Um, but hey, that's where we're at today, you know. And so like this new system that I purchased is a good quality system, okay. Good batteries, extremely good batteries, extremely good inverters, extremely good solar charge controllers, you know. 
and you know in the, and and I sized it so that way it's more appropriate for my needs and it exceeds my needs by a lot you know because I've had the experience with my current well my my last system that I sold and how well that was working and so obviously I sized the new system you know way above my way above my thresholds so that way I can still grow into the system if I need to now in the next 5 or 6 years or more will there be different equipment out there and different batteries out there sure that's almost a guarantee right that's almost a guarantee but in from now until then I need to run my home right so I'm I'm putting my time and my money and my effort into quality things that I know is going to last me a very long time so think it think along those lines guys and I promise you I'm going to save you a ton of time ton of money and a ton of issues Oh my goodness, let me tell you. And so I'll give you guys an example. Uh, my mother and my father, um, they have separate homes and um, they they both have off-grid homes. And they're still currently on a 12-volt system running lead-acid batteries. And it's working for them, but they're extremely limited. Extremely limited. Okay? And that's just the nature of the beast. You know, because if they don't want to spend the the money to get better higher capacity things then well they're stuck to what they're limited to and so i get the question from time to time oh can i add another deep freeze or can i add a, a refrigerator to my system or can i do this can i do that and i'm and i tell them i said no you're pretty much tapped out at, at where you're at currently you know and then you know they're like well what would it take for us to be able to add all these other things i said well basically you're upgrading your solar system at that point you need a bigger inverter, right? Especially a higher voltage inverter, not 12, you know? Um, you, need, you need way better batteries. You need to get away from the lead-acid batteries. So at this point, you're basically rebuilding your system again, right? So here you go again, right? So, and, and so my, my mother and father, at least in their situation, you know, they, they understand it because I talk to them a lot about, you know, these types of things. And so they, they know you know, the limitations and what they can and cannot do to a certain degree. And so that it's just the nature of the beast and they're they're accepting of that. And that's okay too, you know? And that's okay too. But would they like to be able to run more things and do more things? 100%. Absolutely. 100%. So, you know, just got to think ahead, guys. You know, put your money, invest your money into assets that have good value. And that's going to give you good return on your investment over time. That's the key here. That's literally the key. So that's why when I see people saying, "Oh, I, I bought this inverter. It was only a, you know, um, two hundred bucks, and it's like five thousand watts, and blah 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 blah, and it's big and it's huge." And I, and I ask them, "Is it modified or pure sign?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know." And I'm like, "Uh oh." I'm like, "If you don't know if it's a modified or a pure sine wave inverter." I can almost guarantee you for that price point, for what you're saying and the size of it, it is a modified sine wave inverter. And 99.9% .9 of the time, that is the case. Or some of them know it's a modified sine wave inverter because it, you know they read it on the spec sheet or on their description of the item, but they didn't know that modified sine wave inverter is, is not good, right? So they spent two hundred or three hundred or four hundred dollars on this inverter, and it, it's it's not good, right? Now there is a time and place to use a modified sine wave inverter, 
for maybe some quick camping, um, running regular lights, maybe not LED lights, because even the LED lights don't like um, that dirty power coming from the modified sine wave inverters. But but the problem is is that the there's way too many cons than pros to a um, you know modified sine wave inverter. So yeah, def- just stay away from it. Now my next biggest tip for um, you know setting up a new system is this: stay away from a 12 volt system. Stay away from a 12 24 volt system. You should absolutely 100% be going to a 48 volt system. That is a no brainer. 12 volt systems are cheaper. Yes. 24 volt systems are cheaper. Yes. 48 volt systems are a little bit more expensive. Yes. But currently, nowadays, I was just comparing um, these higher end systems, you know, compared to 12 volt to 48 volt. And the price points are almost the same now. Meaning the cost of the batteries and the and the inverters of you know the good quality stuff has has dropped. And it's extremely close to a cheaper system that you were thinking of purchasing to begin with. So my my, my major tip is this: run a higher voltage system. Because things run way more efficient. You can use cheaper, thinner wire. Because the lower the the voltage, the higher the amperage, which means you need to use big, thicker copper wires. And copper prices are expensive. And 12-volt systems are not as efficient. 24-volt systems are not as efficient. (coughs) Excuse me. So, if you're going to be building a system, skip skip 24, skip 12, and go directly to 48 volts. That is the key. If anyone ever asks me to help them set up their solar system again, and I've helped a lot of people, guys, you know, they say, oh, I bought all the components and I just need help, you know, configuring it and hooking it all up and wiring it. And I get out there and I'm like, oh, man, you know, it's hard for me to tell them like, man, you know, you should have went a different direction with these components because you're you you really limit yourself, you know, and the components you bought are not going to last and. You know, you're going to have issues, it's, you know, that kind of stuff. And I feel bad because, you know, everybody works hard for their money, you know, and they thought that they were purchasing the right things at those times, you know. And so, you know, education is key to, to a lot of this stuff. So if anyone in the future here was to um, ask me to, you know, hook up their solar systems like I've done in the past, th- this is exactly what I want to tell them that they should only be connecting a we should only be hooking up a 48 volt system and we should only be using pure sine wave inverters and we should be using good MPPT quality solar charge controllers and good quality batteries get away from lead acid batteries do not use them anymore you know they're still good for cars you know for starting your car and stuff like that yes they're still okay for that you know they have their place but not in a solar system anymore. Their, 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 their lifespan is very short. Their usable power out of them is very short. The maintenance is so much maintenance on them, right? Um, just stay away from lead-acid batteries. Stay away from them. Go with a different battery. Do not make that mistake and buy a lead-acid battery because I bought a ton of them. Literally a ton of them. Okay? And some of them lasted for a year. 
brand new. They only lasted for a year. Some of them lasted for three years. Some of them lasted for five years. And But they were dead. They were garbage after that. Like completely garbage. And all the headaches I had along the way dealing with the maintenance of them. And then also the small capacity that you're able to pull from them and actually use legitimately without damaging the batteries. So lead is dead when it comes to you know, off-grid or um, battery backup for your home. That is not the way you should be going anymore. If you're thinking about buying lead acid batteries because they're cheap, well, that goes back to our first conversation about buying cheap components to begin with. You're going to regret it. Do not do it. Do not do it. Start looking at better chemistries. There's a lot of different chemistries out there that that are actually about the same price nowadays anyway if you're going to buy a or put together a lead acid battery bank anyway. Like everything has come down so much and there's so much more options available to people nowadays than there was back in my day when I was, you know, putting all this stuff together and experimenting and trying things out. So take it from me, guys. I'm going to save you guys the heartache, save you guys the money. Just do it the right way and you guys will be all right. I promise you guys will be all right. You know, so... Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I uh, just wanted to kind of put some nice, good tips out there about solar. I'll maybe cover more tips about certain things um, in another podcast. But I want to cover those basics right there because everybody should know that. What I just covered in this podcast, everyone should know this, especially if you're going off-grid or even if you're considering a battery backup system for your home. This is the thinking process you should be in. Do not deal with 12 volts. Stay away from 24 deal with only 48 volt and higher you know get only a pure sine wave inverter um, stay away from lead acid batteries you know um, take all the tips that I, I, I've explained guys and, and it'll help you I promise you it will so anyway guys I'm in traffic here I don't know if there's a traffic accident up ahead of me or whatever but I need to pay attention to the road and um, so I'll see you guys on the next one